This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're going to learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. Let's talk about how the media is finally catching on to reality. I'm starting to see more newspapers, more articles, more TV channels, cable, whatever you watch out there. Even in some cases, some YouTubers are now saying the market looks like it's not going to crash, right? So I've got some great data for you so you can take a look at it. And I'm, I'm rereading, like I showed you yesterday, I'm rereading this big debt crisis book. Uh, that I picked up a while ago by Ray Dalio. But if you've got Cash Flow Quadrant, you know, I, I'd pick that up here because that's probably one of the best real estate books you can ever read. Great book. And before I get started, I interviewed, what was his name here? Hold on, I've got this on my screen. Kamal Gupta. And this book just came out today. I interviewed him for Success Magazine. I thought it was a great interview. Let me see if I can share my screen. It's called Play It Right, The Remarkable Story of a Gambler Who Beat the Odds on Wall Street. This guy actually worked at Lehman Brothers Wall Street. And so I asked him, I'm like, look, man, you were there in 2008. You were in the middle of everything. You called the market tanking in regards to the housing market. What about this time? He's like, dude, there's no danger this time. And that's what I want to set the premise with because, preface, because, um, there is no crash. There's no crash happening. Every every economist now is finally understanding that there is no crash happening and they've got the data to prove it now. And that's if the market remains where it's at. Obviously, if the rates skyrocket up, if something crazy happens, right? Like in 2020 where we had the pandemic, if crazy stuff's going to happen, I can't tell you what's going to happen next. But if we're going to stay around where we're at right now, we're pretty safe. And I've got this great article I want to share with you because I titled this one Housing Bubble 2.0. Well, there's a great article by Fortune that I want to share called the same thing. You guessed it. Let me share it. It's called Housing Bubble 2.0. But I'm going to share the whole thing with you right from the very top. And let's just Housing Bubble 2.0. Regional housing markets are beginning to look like they did in 2007. I love that they said regional because a lot of people miss that. And I've got some highlighted areas. I've got some great graphs. I want to show you they're interactive. So I'll put the links up on YouTube. If you're not following there, follow me, subscribe. Here we go. Home buyers driven by fear of missing out on home price gains were stretching themselves well beyond their financial means in 2007, 2008. And zealous lenders were giving out mortgages to folks who historically wouldn't have qualified. Practically anybody, right? They were being kind. We scroll down. Now, right now, our ongoing housing boom has more economists pondering the most feared word in real estate, and that's a bubble. This is what we've been hearing back and forth, right? I hear, I've been hearing it on every news channel. I've been hearing it on the Wall Street Journal, Fox, CNN, everywhere. And YouTubers are going crazy. Just Google the word housing bubble. They're calling for 20% housing crash at the end of the year, next year. And so now finally, I'm starting to see people actually turn around and say, wait a second, there is no housing crash. And that's why I love this article, because this is showing you with stats, and I've got some more stats, 
why that is. So the Dallas Fed researchers don't think it would cause a macroeconomic issues like what we saw from the last bubble. Unlike the last go-round, they write, household balance sheets today appear in better shape. And excessive borrowing doesn't appear to be fueling the housing market boom. Of course not, right? We've been saying this for a few months now. There is no housing crash. There's no case for that. That said, some regional housing markets could be in full-blown housing bubbles. Now, that's a different story. And I love that they bring it up because, yes, real estate is regional. Now, I'm going to keep on scrolling down. I've got some great stats for you and percentages. The most overpriced markets are Boise, which I'll show you, by 75%. Austin, 66%. Ogden, Utah, 63%. Las Vegas, 60%. And Atlanta, 60% as well. Now, it also raises the question, if a 2023 recession does come and employers finally have the economic power to force staffers back into the office, will those housing markets be at a higher risk of home price correction? That's a great question. And I don't know the answer to that one, but it's great to ponder on that too. And while we're there, think about this. If the interest rates still keep on creeping up, they're at like five and five and a half percent around there. If they keep on going up, that means that less people like me would want to sell because now I have to be at a 6% interest rate where I'm at like a 2.8% interest rate. It just doesn't make sense, right? So a lot less people are going to be selling if interest rates continue to rise or remain higher. So that means the demand, even though it may be there, it won't equate to the supply if we stay where we're at. But that's, let me get to that in a little bit. I want to show you now when we dig into this great, great map. And I'm going to put the link up there. It's by Fortune. This is 2020, right? 20 March 2020, the degree to which regional home prices are overvalued or undervalued. Now, I'm going to zoom in a little just to show you the yellow area means, right, lower, better. The blue area means overvalued, right? And we hover over these areas and we can take a look at LA, this is 2020. So you can see that nothing was really overvalued. This is at the very beginning of COVID, right? This is according to what they looked at at the, their algorithm to say, okay, things are overvalued. Now, let's take a look a little bit more. Now, this is 2007 because everyone's comparing it to 2007, 2008. The degree to which regional home prices are overvalued or undervalued. Look at the blue. Dark blue means danger, right? According to this, danger. Look at all the areas that were dark blue. East Coast, Florida, everyone knew Florida was overvalued. All practically Southern California and Middle California, right? Parts of Arizona and even Portland and Seattle. And in the middle were these areas over here. This is what was overvalued in 2007. Now, let me switch over to a different article. Also by Fortune, how much regional home prices are overvalued right now. So we went 2007, 2020. Now let's take a look now. Over here, this dark purple area, dark blue, dark purple, whatever color it is, that means it's more overvalued. There's only, there's a couple of, maybe three areas that are really overvalued. One of them is Boise, Idaho. The other one is this little, tiny little area out here. Or where is this? Ormasasa Springs. I've never been there. I've never heard of it. And then some other little areas in between. But look at look at California and New York, right? They're 
closer to not being in danger at all, according to this. So that's what you have to take a look at. See how it's regional? What happened is, and we know this, people from New York up here in this area, people from California moved out to Boise City. People from up here in Seattle moved to Phoenix, Arizona. People from New York moved down to Florida. So all of a sudden, not only did not only do we have more inflation, like I showed in, in the video last week, more inflation in these areas, but we also have an influx of property values going up even higher because more people are in there. So this is what's happening. I wanted to show you this because now we're going to go back to that article. We're going to keep on reading and saying, look, the metros of New York City and San Francisco are overpriced by just 3% and 13% respectively. Not very much. There is no bubble. There is no, no crash. Now, even Mark Zandi, the chief economist at Moody's, and, and Moody's is, is pretty bad at saying, hey, you know what? We're probably in a bubble. We're in a recession. They're pretty negative about everything in the housing market. But even them, they said, while Moody's analytics own research finds 96% of housing markets are overvalued, that's a lot, Zandi won't call this a housing bubble. Not even them. Let me, let me stop sharing just to look at you. Not even them. They're not even calling a housing bubble. Keep on reading with me because this, this gets better for me. Zandi won't call this a housing bubble. In order for it to be a housing bubble, pay attention. It would need both home price overvaluation and speculation in the market. Unlike the FOMO. I love the FOMO. FOMO driven, right? Fear of missing out. I love that word. Unlike... In the FOMO-driven 2000s housing market, Zandi doesn't think speculation is driving our ongoing boom. I mean, does it, let me, let me stop sharing. Does it really take an economist to see that? Because we're just paying attention. This is why I keep on saying it's common sense. Pay attention to what's happening. And real estate is local. Because as I'm going to show you, there are other things you need to be paying attention to. We don't need an economist to tell us this stuff. Just pay attention. Now here. Scroll down because in 2007, let me zoom in there. In 2007, many of the nation's most overpriced housing markets, California, New York, and Florida. This time, Florida has a heavy concentration of overpriced markets, but California and New York? Not really, right? They're ranked much, much, much lower. And now this is the danger, and I didn't highlight this, but I'm going to highlight it for you right now so you can read it with me. Because this, this is what I'm looking at as a possibility. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen. But it says this time around, Phoenix and Las Vegas and parts of Florida, right, are once again among the most overpriced housing markets. In March 2007, Phoenix and Las Vegas were overpriced by 59 and 72%, respectively. Now, in Florida Atlantic University's latest reading, and I'll put the link up here so you can read this too. Those two markets are nearing their previous highs. As of March 2022, Phoenix is overpriced by 55%. That's pretty close to 59. Las Vegas is overpriced by 60. And now, if a housing correction does come, and I don't know how that looks, right? But I'm assuming if there's just less demand in these areas, if that starts happening, then that's when we need to start worrying in these specific areas. But it doesn't look like the demand is waning. So... Now, this is where I need you to pay attention through the, re the year because we're heading into June or in May. The housing market in most areas is still pretty hot. 
right? Even the stats show that real estate. And here's the other piece that I wanted to share with you because I got this from our friends over at Keeping Current Matters. Home price forecast. And let me let me see if I can zoom up or down. There it is. Home price forecast for 2022. The average of all the seven forecasts is 9%. That means for the rest of this year, through the year, from January to now, we're going to see that the market expanded or grew 9%. Fannie Mae had 10.8%. Freddie Mac, 10.4%. CoreLogic. CoreLogic has great data, 9.6%. HPES, 9%. NAR, 8.4%. Zellman, 8.3%. And MBA, at 6.2, and they're being very conservative. And like we saw earlier, if we put in Moody's in there, Moody's was between five to nine percent, right? And they're usually they're usually saying the market's not in the greatest condition, housing market. So knowing and having those stats, you see, well, looks like it's still going to expand. But then I go back to you and I say, let's take a look at the very beginning where we started reading this and saying, where 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 has the market really expanded through the pandemic? Right, we got Boise, Idaho. We got different parts of Florida. I'm pretty sure parts of Tennessee that I've been seeing are growing and other numbers that I'm gonna share with you here. So let's take a look at those and be careful and say, well, it's going to be different in different markets, but there is no housing crash. But as the market eases in at the end of this year, maybe the beginning of next year, depending on how fast these rates go up or they stay where they're at, all that matters because it'll tell us well, how fast is this market going to start slowing down and going into a normal market? Normal, right? Not not a crash. Normal market? Or is it going to really be extended a little further? And at this point, we don't know. All we know is that we are not in a housing crash. So if you keep on hearing that, just send them this video and be like, what? You're crazy. Pay attention to what's happening around you. Pay attention to what all the economists are saying. Pay attention to the data because it's not pointing to that. Now, a recession, that's different. Let's see. For now, that's all I've got for you today. Subscribe, share this with somebody. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'll put all the links up on there. If you're not watching on YouTube, go over there and subscribe. Have a good day.